Tracy Pike with Taft Graphics Design Studio. Experience the branding 360 effect. You are here at our business networking over coffee event. And uh, we have a wonderful topic today. The good, the bad, the ugly on habits. We all have habits. Um, one of the things that we love to talk about in this group are themes and topics that have to do with scaling to revenue. If you have habits that are in place that could be skyrocketing your business to new heights, there could be bad and ugly habits that you also have that you don't realize. And um, many times when I decide on a topic that we're going to talk about, my husband and I will discuss what's gone on between, you know, because we take about two weeks before we meet every time. Because we get business stuff that comes up and things that happen to us that guide how we do this. And we're very inspired to teach and help others talk to each other and get advice on how to deal with these things. So I would like to go around and let's talk about the good habits that people have first um, because those tend to be the easiest things to talk about. Um, I will say from a habit standpoint in business, I am really good at follow-up, really good at follow-up. I love people, I love networking with people, even if I don't have time to sit down with the people because my business is, is cranking really fast, I still have a really good habit of touching base and letting those people know, let's get on the calendar, let's set aside that time because I'm never too busy to follow up with people. Um, Dee, what kind of good habits do you think you have? Because I know you're a really good networker. Um, I think follow-up is major. And, you know, yesterday, just a little example of the kind of things that happens. I stopped by, kind of cold calling, I talked to this girl who was the manager of the restaurant, and <clears throat> she gave me, we talked a minute, I said, I'll email you this to show to the owner, and but it won't be until later. <clears throat> well, it got later and later, and I didn't do it. So first thing this morning, I was berating myself for giving me another thing to do in the morning, but she'll receive that same like if I had sent it last night, because that's that freshness is there and you lose it. You know, we all talk to a million people, or if we do a lot of networking, or even just through your day, then it's like, who is that? What was that? Right. And how many, so from a good habit perspective, Dave, what kind of good habits do you have that you feel are wonderful um, for your business? Um, I guess this would be a habit, but one of the habits I have is um, making people feel comfortable when I talk to them. It's really important that when we engage in conversation, we want our, the person we're talking with to feel at ease. And that's a really good habit to have. You don't want tension. You don't want that competitive mindset. You want to have a nice conversation with someone. Because remember, the person on the other side of the table knows you're trying to sell them something or they're trying to get you to look at their product or service. They know that already. So get to know them. Build a level of uh, engagement that's comfortable. So Fabulous. Amanda, so we're in a similar industry. So what kind of good habits do you feel like stand out to you that you do? For me, it would be time management. I like to sit up my books for a week out mm -hmm. um, from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., making sure I stick to that schedule because that way it allows me to get more done throughout the day versus scrambling. Mm -hmm. 
That's awesome. I know from experience when, uh, how many people are in your company? Is it just you? Just me. Okay. So I had been by myself, just me, doing it where I was chief cook and bottle washer, right? And if you don't have good habits, you're going to crash and burn. You can only take on so much work before you actually have to get the work done. So if you don't have a good habit and good organized way of doing things, um, you're toast. I mean, one of the things that I found, I mean, how many of you were taught business in school? Like when you went to school, they actually taught you how to be a business owner. One, two people out of you know 20 people. That's a really small percentage. Most of us have had to learn on the job through making mistakes, right? You, you, you're shaking your head, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the things that I found was that through small mistakes that happened when I was you know, learning, I realized, oh, I've got to put a process in place. Oh, if I fall out of that process, yikes, what happens? And that's the good, bad, and the ugly of it, right? So how about you? So Rodana Fields, you're, you've been here a year. I just moved here three years ago. So <clears throat> good habits. How are you uh, taking your good habits and helping your business grow? New for me, being in, I came from a small town, y'all may not be able to hear that, but um, getting plugged into these networking events and then the follow-up. Right, right. That, the follow-up. Have you ever heard of Experience Connections? No. Okay, we'll talk after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a women's group. It has about 27, 28 different meetings happening in the month. And it's available that you can meet new women and people on a regular basis. So we'll, we'll connect you. Connie, how about you? Good habits. Um, <coughs> when you do bookkeeping, it's easy to like go down a rabbit hole. You're just working on the books. You're on your computer. So my habit is regularly touching base with my clients. So talking to them, send them an email. Just don't uh, don't get into this thing where it's you're working on the books, but it's you're working with people. So making sure I you know email them a couple, at least a couple times a month. We have a one-on-one FaceTime on Zoom, um, so I can see them. They can see my face. So that's so it's I'm not doing. just looking at your computer all the yeah. time, right? Yeah. That's great, Mark. How about you? Because we were talking about habits earlier, right? Yeah. Good habit. Good habit. Uh, definitely keeping up on learning and uh, strengthening the mind. Very good. Uh, morning routine before I do any business. Mm-hmm. And uh, keeping my word and actually caring. How many of you have dealt with a business owner that doesn't keep their word? Oh, my God. Everybody's hands went up. That is so sick. Oh, it just kills me. Designing a difference for people. I... One of the reasons I do this kind of thing is because people don't realize how important their word is. We were talking earlier about the habits of millennials, the habits of people who have been giving these fabulous tools, these smartphones and these different things that they use, and their habits have become a deterrent from them actually building relationships with people. And thus, they are one of the loneliest groups of people out there because they don't know how to interact one-on-one. They haven't built the good habit of finding out what you're about, what your company is about, what you offer, how maybe they may not be able to do business with you, but you might have a connection to their whole base of people that they would love to talk to. You know, somebody with a spa, somebody with a, you know, a house, somebody with you know, the insurances and the different things that they're doing 
Um, Wendy will tell you, she came to this group and she built relationships. And for a while there, she was like, okay, I really didn't get any business out of it, but she was building herself up. And all of a sudden now she's got people coming to her and referring her because she's built the relationships with people and they know how good she is and that she does what she says she's gonna do. Sometimes you have to walk the talk and they have to see you walk the talk. That's one thing that's different. I came from California, moved out here three years ago, and out there, the speed of business is crazy fast out there. And a lot of times, they don't really care. They just wanna get this stuff done. Out here, I found that there was like a ceiling that you bumped into, and if you didn't build that relationship with the people, they didn't trust you. And so I had to learn how to, because I'm already, I would say I'm pretty good at networking and conversing with people, making people feel comfortable, but for them to trust me to do business, I had to work really hard at that. Because once people got to know me and they know what kind of work we can do, all of a sudden they started doing things, right? So good, bad, and ugly. So ugly things that we talk about. Um, David, what kind of ugly things can you think about in habits? Huh? Great. Uh, I guess one of, the, one of the things that happens that I don't have that I need to instill is probably better time management. You know, I juggle a lot of different clients and different plates and projects and things like that. A lot of the work that I do is creative and artistic, but then there's a lot of uh, meetings I have to go to, so I, there's a lot of stuff. So a habit that I need to instill that is not good is better time management and organization. So that, see how he spun it to a positive thing, that he's looking at it going, time management, so um, I find it interesting that sometimes people won't look at themselves and say, hey, what is this ugly habit that I have? Um, I'll tell you guys an ugly habit that I used to have. I don't have it anymore because I've released it and surrendered it. I was very, very, very negative on myself because I um, wanted others to see me a certain way, and I also um, have a lot of skills and talents, and I'm a perfectionist, or I was a former perfectionist. So what I do, one of my ugly habits was negative. I would beat myself up. People would say, wow, you're so inspiring and all of this, but inside I would be kicking myself, oh man. And what would happen is I was chasing that negativity and it was following me around so I could never enjoy anything I was doing. So I'd get like a wonderful project and I'd start working on it and the only, I'd feel like a split second of like, great, oh, now I'm on to the next one. And I would never enjoy what I was doing. And unknowing to me, I was pushing others away. So what kind of bad habits or ugly habits do you feel like you know, Mark, do you have any that you would like to share that maybe you realized and you said, okay, this is an ugly habit and I got to get rid of it? Well, I used to be negative as well and I blamed the external forces. I realized, oh, I need to fix that. So, key is you said you were blaming the external forces and you weren't looking at yourself. You were sending it off to other people and not looking at yourself. Yeah, and I actually went all the way to my childhood and realized that's where it came from. That's, as soon as that happened, everything got Interesting. How about you? Any ugly habits? Well, a lot of experience um, amongst business owners is attitude, nasty attitudes, having having an attitude, thinking that a person has to do business with you when there's lots of the same businesses out here. Right. And someone else that will show gratitude 
Right. That's an interesting take, guys. Did you hear what she said? She said, thinking that everybody had to do business with her in the same field that she was in. How many of you have ever gone, oh, I've taken offense because somebody didn't want to do business? You know, we do the same stuff, right? But she's a different person and I'm a different person. And the timing has to be right. The reason I wanted you to talk about fashion design is because I don't do fashion design. Wow, if I had somebody that wanted to do something like that, I would refer them because, hey, I know fashion designers. We're artists. We're creatives. That's what we do, right? So I find the places that fill in the gaps. Vernon, he makes videos, and he does a dang good job at it. My husband, he knows how to do videos, but when we're working on... 30 different projects and we've got people in these large things and they're nationwide in scope, we could call Vernon and say, hey Vernon, (laughs) we need some help. Can you do this? And he could take care of that. But I also know that he's got a ministry for prisons, right? A prison ministry in which he helps people get on the other side of their addictions. He helps people and that's his heart. So I know that by supporting him, giving him some lettuce and tuna money, right, for his videos and the different things, he can now go and support what his passion is, right? So, Chuck, good, wow. good bad or ugly? waking up late. Waking up late. <laughs> like to sleep, so trying to fight that happiness by waking up early. Uh-huh. I was looking up a quote that said, early to bed and early to rise, you know, makes a man wealthy and wise. So trying to apply that in business life is, but this is a childhood habit too, I just love to sleep. So let me ask you this, when you are up at night, are you working? Uh, yes, I'm very So sometimes it's more personal, just building myself up, and I, I always found it easier to study at night when everything's nice and quiet, so that usually t- leads me to sleeping in around 11 or midnight, oh. past, past midnight, so that makes it tougher to wake up or yeah. when I need to, I can. Right. It's just constantly pushing myself. I, I saw, you know, it's funny because my children just came back from California. They've been out there for three and a half months with their dad and um, having a blast over the summer. But they're three hours behind us. And so school, we homeschool our kids. So we knew that we need to give them at least a week and a half to acclimate to our time zone because they're used to being awake later and sleeping in, right, according to our time zone. Um, But it's really interesting because we have um, uh, processes in place that we make them leave at like 4 o'clock in the morning so that they're already tired by the time they get here and they may not be up until 2 o'clock in the morning. They may be up until 10, 10.30, you know. And so we have things that speed up the process so we make sure that those kind of things are in place because the ugly habit is they got to get up at 7.30 in the morning to their schoolwork, and if they're tired, they're going to be cranky as all get out, and they're not going to do the stuff that they need to do, right? So, um, uh, more ugly habits. Do you have an ugly habit? I have one I'm working on. It's um, writing things down, and the ugly habit is not writing things down, depending <laughs> on my failing memory as I age. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, that, that habit is, oh, great, sure, thank you, I'll remember that. If I don't write it down... You don't it's getting remember. less than 50-50 that I'm going to remember it. Okay, so. so now, right now, my head goes, resources, amino acids, talk to David. We have something that will help that um, uh, brain thing. We've got connections with business owners. 
and David himself is using these these tools. So, um, yeah, the, and it does help. So uh, it, it's a good thing. Um, writing things down. So. For me, I tell people, um, and when you speak to people, I hope you're doing the same. When you go to connect with someone, you say, how would you prefer to be contacted? Email, phone, you know, text, what would you like to do? Many times, I have clients who will email me and expect that out of my 300 clients in my email box that I will see that as soon as it pops in. No, I go through that once a day. I get, you're laughing, right? Because I do this. If they need me, I have trained my clients to text me to say, I just sent you an email so that it's on my awareness. Because once I know it's there, I'll go look. I have all of my emails flagged so that I can see them in an efficient way. But I've been in business for 15 years, so I've got a lot of clients. So I've actually had to go in my email boxes and create zero 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 dash a and then all of my a clients and close it up in a folder because if i did it i'd be scrolling for days looking for people because i do have active clients that are i have to handle so i tell people text me if it's important i will check but email me because if it doesn't get emailed i don't put it on my calendar so you also should be doing similar things right so when people you're giving out cards you're you're doing things like that um, a good habit is to make sure that you have a process in place, right? Um, what other ugly habits do people have? Do you have any ugly habits? I do, but it's probably, it's very specific to me. Okay, go ahead. So, I, I cannot turn this off. I, since I fix people, I watch people, I'm driving along, somebody's walking and I'm going, is that limp coming from his ankle? His <laughs> no, it's a brain and, and I cannot turn it off. So it's an awareness thing. And so last week I was in Pilates class, I'm watching in the mirror this person, she can, her, one of her muscles isn't firing and I'm going, so her hamstring's turning off her glute, so I got it. So I'm watching her so much, I ended up taking on her energy. My muscle failed, I spasmed my back. Because, oh. because I took on her energy and I have to remember I do that and stop doing that. Uh-huh, so your bad habit is that you're actually empathizing so much that you're taking it into yourself. When I'm in the massage room working on a client, I'm aware I do that and I shield for it. You know, I, I want to absorb the person's energy enough to know their problem without taking on, but I have to remember to do that all the time. Right. Because I, it's, I just can't turn it off. Interesting. Yeah. I can add to that because I also absorb energy easily and I, I like to help people, so sometimes I don't know when to stop and then I overburn myself and then I need like three days to recover. And you, then you can't get any business done because you're not in that mindset. You know, you guys are bringing up something. It's really interesting because taking care of yourself is one of the things I wrote down. Um, also, like every morning, I have started this practice um, that allows me to focus on and surrender and let go of things that aren't serving me. I mean, how many of you actually look at things that aren't serving you, aren't serving the purposes, but you're still walking around with them like baggage? You know, there are some people that carry around a hell of a lot of baggage. And just like you said, you know, offense can come on very quickly if you're in that space. I had um, someone recently that called, and um, they're a business owner. They're over, um, overseas. And they basically have had a project that's been going on that they've been working through for the past year and a half. 
And it's a huge business. I mean, it's gonna turn the small business market on its head. They, they're doing some really amazing things. And um, he wanted to update us on the business and we are brand new marketing experts, so we're really excited to help him. But we don't have awards. We, we haven't you know, been featured in Forbes magazine and you know, we don't have these things. And he's running around in circles with people that have done that kind of stuff and are coming to the table free of charge saying, we wanna help you. You know, so how do we compete with something like that, right? Well, the first thing is, is he wants to update us on their business. And the good thing is, is that we've kept the relationship and the connection going. The bad and the ugly of it is, habit-wise, that we have to surrender and let go is that he found somebody to do his branding. But there's a gift in the fact that we were able to let go of offense and negativity because there was actually a gift on the other side. He said, I want you to work with this person and roll out the United States for us. And because I didn't get offended and say, I don't want to talk to you because you didn't give us business, I looked at it and said, let it go. Let's see what he's got to say. And he says, I trust you guys. And had I held the attitude, right, I would have been in trouble. Yeah. So, so weaving some of the thoughts I've heard together, a big concept is don't take it personally, whether it's they didn't do business with me, don't take it personally. It's them, it's them in the moment. And for me, I don't take people's energy personally, but a lot of this comes back to, it's sometimes them and you don't have to say, it's all me and I screwed up and right. bash yourself. Right, yep. Go ahead. You were mentioning a vibration. People has a certain vibration you're resonating with. That's how you meet people. Right. When you are resonating in the same frequency, you are meeting and you have something in common. If you don't, you don't. And you bless them and let them go. And all you can do is just raise your vibrations. And what she said before is sometimes the match is right, but the timing isn't. So it's just fine. We're not making the business feel that. So I'm going to bring this. I'm going to bring this to um, a financial standpoint um, because you see a lot of businesses and you see what they do, right? And you do financial literacy with people as well. You educate. That's one of your heart places, right? So cash flow, budgeting, uh, forecasting, um, good bad habits. People live and die by their books. You know, as business owners, I can't tell you, and she's probably seen it as well. How many people come and say? I need to do this and spend all this money on Google Ads and I need to spend all this money on branding and promotional products. How much do you have to set aside for marketing? Oh, well, it's just based on what I have on hand. Well, what? Right? You teach people how the good habits of setting aside money, right? Mm -hmm. Insurance people, people who do financial planning, they teach people good habits even if they may not stick, they put people in place to help them make sure that that happens. I've got an associate, and I'll talk to you about it because I think it would be a great tool for you and your clients, that does uh, forecasting that ties right into QuickBooks Online. So if you have something that you want to do, like let's say there's a plumber, and this is a real case study. The plumber and his wife had their own business. They're a small business, and they had two people working for them. 
and they were just kind of feeling like their belt was a little tight, like it was starting to get tight and they weren't making enough money, and so they took out an $80,000 loan. They didn't go to anybody. They didn't go to their bookkeeper and say, you know, or CPA or their tax planner. <clears throat> they didn't go to them. They just said, you know, we just need a little extra. I'm not sure why, but we need a little extra. And so they were going to use that to pay the little extra needs they had. My client comes in and shows them the forecasting tool and says, let me show you how this works. Because they were talking about this. And he said, well, take a look at this. He put in what they were doing and he said, okay, take that $80,000 and let's go ahead and spend it. He says, you're gonna be out of business in six months. It's a little $50 program, it's a forecasting tool. And they were like, what do you mean I'm gonna be out of business? Well, that you're having problems, cash flow problems because you're not making enough money. He said, uh, now he put it in and he did a different scenario and he said, okay, this is counterintuitive, but here, take that $80,000, take half of it, hire a new technician, and in three months, hire another one. He says, we can't do that. We already can't make what we're doing work right now. He says, trust me, and he showed him the forecasting model. In six months, they were gonna be breaking even, and then they were gonna take off because they put the pieces in place to make sure that they were able to do it. I, as a one-person business, I upgraded and I married a gentleman who's a graphic designer, website designer, so I doubled my abilities. Um, but I have had to recently let go of the fact that I don't trust other people to do work for me, right? As a one-person business, I, that perfectionist attitude that I had was nobody can do what I can do. But that's not true. There are lots of people out there that could do what I do. And I said, what is the greater purpose? So I had to come up with a better habit to figure that out, right? Yep, Dave. I know we're running a little late here, but I just wanna add this to- We're not late, it's 10.52, we're the good. The whole habit situation. Don't make habits an emotional crime against yourself. A habit is a program thing that you do over time that's built into your system that you just do, okay? That's all it is, it's just, well, I'm always hard on myself. Okay, well, you're hard on yourself. Well, if you stop being hard on yourself, then you wouldn't be hard on yourself, okay? If, if I have to get up in the morning, then just get up in the morning and over a 21-day period, those habits change. It's just programming. So the first step in a, in a bad habit or, or, or something is not to condemn yourself for it, but identify it as just a thing. It's just what I do. Well, I'm just that way. Well, you know what? You can be a different way. You can. You can stop the habit and then insert a new one that's going to serve you. So the first thing you have to say is, does this habit serve me? Right. That's a is good this, word. Is does this serve me purpose? anymore? Mm -hmm. is, it, is it doing that? If yes, do it better. If not, get rid of it and implement something else. Remember, whatever habit you have out of here, what it is, somebody else had it before you. And it's online how they got rid of it. So if you have a challenge with your habit, find out how better way to get up early in the morning. Find a better way to quit smoking. Find a better way to insert better things in your, in your life. Um, I quit smoking years ago, and um, I had a reason. I had a little baby girl, and I said, that's it. Three days later, I was done. But because I realized... Was it easy? No, it wasn't easy. But the thing was, it was just a habit, and I realized, okay, this is just a habit, so if I never buy cigarettes again, then I'm not smoking again. So all I'm saying is, identify the habit, don't judge it. Is it serving you? If not, do something different. Connie, you raised your hand. Well, I also think that there's...
there's some habits that you beat yourself up about that maybe you should just accept and adjust. I'm a night owl. When I started my business, it's like I had to be at work 8 o'clock every morning at my computer working. It didn't work for me. I was always miserable. So now it's 10 o'clock because I might be up till 2 in the morning and I don't need a lot of sleep. And, and, how many of you own your businesses? Okay? You are the decision maker. So if you work better at night and not in the morning, then do that. You know, if you work with people in China, you're going to be up in the middle of the night talking to people. It's your decision. I like to tell people, do you own a job or do you own a business? So... With this said, I hope that this has inspired you to think about some things regarding the good, bad, and the ugly of your habits. And we ourselves are always growing, always changing. We are not perfect. We look at ourselves and we say, is this serving us anymore? If not, let it go. Let it go. And in the creative mind state space, yeah, let it go, let it go. Um, I just saw everybody waving. Oh, frozen. Um, but in this mind space, it's all about creative inspiration, creative mind space, power partnerships, collaborating, cooperating. We meet every two weeks. Um, we would love you to come back, tell people about us. Um, like I said, um, someday what I would love to do, and I would love to accept more people in here, but we only have a certain amount of space, I'd love to move to a hotel and be able to have it be a two-hour thing where people could come in. We could do mini-expos. We could do the networking events the way that I want to do them. But for right now, this works, and it's beautiful that these people allow us to come just for the price of a meal. So we really appreciate you guys. We thank you. Give yourselves a hand for participating, and you guys have a great week.